My name is Bob Galen, and I have a problem. You may or may not be aware of it. I talk too much. It has a technical term. Doctors call it bloviation. Sometimes it's bloviating BS. Let's explore, one, how to detect it, and two, how to get rid of it. Come on down. Come on down. Like the price is right. <laughs> I'm going to pre-apologize. Bloviator, bloviation, any blovi something has now become Bob's favorite term. And we talked before we started recording. Hopefully we can keep this on the rails because he really enjoys the word. Uh, so we're going to do our best. But continuing with our series of dealing with challenging teammates one of the concepts is bloviators and i happen to have firsthand experience with a very dear friend of mine that tends to bloviate so before we go any further let's talk about what the heck that word means because i didn't hear it until you know like a week or two ago when he brought this up well let's give a nod to kim scott and kim scott of uh, radical candor fame uh i'm i subscribed to her newsletter and uh, she wrote a, a, a newsletter episode a few months, a few weeks ago. And she talked about, I think, forget the title, but like uh, dealing with or, or sort of getting rid of, but bloviating b bullshit artists, basically. So it's not just bloviate. It's not just the art of bloviation. You can be a bloviator and maybe like have valid information, but these are folks who, who bloviate BS and how to deal with them. Now, I when they when I saw the newsletter, it just like it rang a bell. It rang a personal bell. <laughs> but it, <laughs> like I was looking in the mirror. Uh, but it also I've I've encountered quite a few of these folks in my career, uh, and from different even nationalities. I remember I worked for a guy from the UK once, and it was very smooth BS. So he was he was bloviating smooth BS. So that's the context for this episode. So to, just to make it crystal clear, so we don't bloviate on the subject, nailed it. Uh, we are talking about folks that tend to pontificate, but not only do they pont pontificate, they're pontificating like non-facts. And there's a goal, an aspiration to be viewed, portrayed as somewhat of knowledge, but in reality, it's hollow. So how do you handle that that happens a lot across all roles within companies be forget agile just as an engineer you're going to run into those engineers that uh have done everything have seen everything often their resumes have this uh skills list that lists every every language every tool ever created and like it's humanly impossible for anybody to be skilled at all of those yes you may have seen those yes you may have touched those but let's not fool ourselves those are right. not skills that you have those are things that you've seen or touched and so that often happens across the workplace so how do you manage that how do you handle that how do you detect it part of the time you might why not even know what that's what i was going to focus on josh is why don't we start with detection okay and you start and you started it like what the what does it look like so i think an example a great example is folks that have these long lists of i know everything uh Another thing is, is folks who, who do that verbally and are very superficial, so very shallow, uh, 
would be another one. Talking about architecture, talking about designs, it's it's really not defensible. There's no depth to it, right? There's in in fact, if you try to go deep, they'll deflect it and they'll bloviate some more on the on the surface. So that would be another thing. Um, I would say folks who don't listen very well yeah. would be another part of the bloviator, the bloviation persona. Uh, would be would be folks who don't listen. Help me, Josh, please. So I'm just going through my history and thinking of of folks and common patterns. One is, and you touched on it, they lead with it. So they lead with, these are the things I know. These are the things yeah. that I've done. So it's yeah. an attempt to get out front and try and create proof that maybe isn't there in hopes that there isn't an attempt to dig in and figure it out. So number one, it is led with, it is, hey, these are these are the 78 things that I know. Uh Often I find it a defense mechanism. Yep. You know, someone is worried about something or there's a new peer or a new boss or new something. So there's this, oh no, I got to protect myself. So let me create this view, this persona that I, that I am more than what I might, might be. And that's just a dangerous game to play because time will tell and reality is going to show that the, the actual depth, you know, I think that's what Bob and I have both found is that the most valuable employees, peers, friends have depth and they have a capability and a willingness to go deep to help yeah. address whatever yeah. problem it is, be it personal or technological or professional, whatever it is. So that, that depth is really the thing that separates it out. You said something about they go, they go first, or they in, unite the list, or something. I actually think they go first in the discussion too. They try to, and and I, I'm, I'm guessing that maybe bloviators in general are extroverts more than introverts because I, and I know this is a stereotype, metacasters, but I think it's valid. Uh, introverts are typically more thoughtful. And they go deeper, whereas extroverts are typically sort of superficial and scattered. So broad, super, you know, I know I'm stereotyping. All of the extroverts just hit stop. I know, I know. <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm saying is introverts take the time to sort of, in their minds, go deeper before saying something, right? You think, so yeah. you think then say, that's really what I'm trying to say. Whereas I think extroverts say then think, uh, and so this aligns with an extrovert pattern. If you assume positive intent, then a bloviator is just, in this case, is they're just talking. Mm -hmm. uh, but they they have a, a tendency to talk first, like like let me let me get my idea out first, uh, and then part of it is then they're neutralizing other ideas, which is the danger sign, right? Uh, and they're and they're maybe by the strength of their personality or the strength of their you know. Uh, you know, they're bloviation, they're, they're trying to control things. Yeah. So going to the assuming positive intent, I do think there is, and I do a lot of coaching with team leads who do all of the talking and they're doing it with good intentions, trying to, you know, let's 
get to the solution of the problem as quickly as possible because I already know the answer. So let's just go, let's get it. And they're not trying to squash anybody. They're not being a jerk about it. Right. It's just, Hey, this is the shortest path to victory. So let me just say those words. And in the, the unintended consequences are that those around them tend to shut down. So right. there is unintentional bloviation where you're always the one that speaks. And what that does, what that ha- has a tendency to do is shut folks down. And the most powerful bloviators in the truest sense, if we go to the depth isn't there, is those that have the capability to say it with like confidence and belief to where everybody's like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then folks tend to fall in line Sometimes those statements, those very bold, bold statements that people line with or align with aren't actually backed up by that depth. So therefore things can get kind of messy and you have that, oh shit moment where like, maybe we shouldn't have gone that direction, but that person was so convincing when they said it there, those are the dangers that you have to watch out for and try and detect for yourself as you go through your career. I, I agree. I think there's a there's two types or two paths. Uh, and what Kim was talking about is bloviating BS artists, which is, you know, maybe with malintent or, uh, you know, clueless intent. But these are folks who are bloviating, talking too much. You know, it's about me. It's about my ideas. It's about shoving my ideas down your throat. But then the ideas is are they're not sound it's real and they're making it up and and i would argue most of them know that they're making stuff up and and they're hoping that the amount of words will cover up from that right then then there's another type of bloviator a well-intentioned bloviator who is knowledgeable but just has a tendency i don't know who there are examples out in the world but but they they're well-intentioned and they have knowledge they just have a, a really hard time succinctly communicating that knowledge uh, in a way that's digestible. I, I'm an example. I hope I'm an example of someone who's a bloviator, but hopefully I, I'm not bloviating BS most of the time. Every once in a while, Josh will keep me honest. But in, in all seriousness, it's I think there's and you want to you want to make this distinction between the two. She was leaning into the malicious part. And there's a lot of those folks. And in leaders, you see it in leadership a lot, uh, bringing it back to the core of what of what we're talking about in the Medicast nowadays. A lot of leaders, I mean, I think they're obfuscation artists. They're chew on that one, Josh, right? But they're, they're bloviation, bloviating uh, obfuscation artists. Uh, and they're doing it intentionally just to sort of mislead or have smoke screens or something to get their, to, you know, to get their agendas to, to forthcome react react to my two paths and well you know sort of the well-intentioned and the bs and things like that i think there are a few well-intentioned uh i kind of lost track of what you were saying i, I didn't i'm just i'm just <laughs> just the opportunity was there i had to jump on it uh, I, I think you could have said i actually i actually fell asleep for a minute with my eyes open <laughs> Uh, but there's, I think potential causes are leaders that maybe get promoted too soon. 
Uh, and they feel an obligation like i have to have the answers and there's a lot of and i've fallen into this trap before where as the vp of whatever there's no one else to turn to i can't i can't turn around and ask somebody like the buck stops here so i have to have the the answer and i have found myself and maybe you've done this in uh, interview or something like that and and maybe you'll catch yourself now as you do it of like trying to talk your way through the problem yeah of like words just start coming out and then the mind's racing and hopefully you land on the right answer so i know early in my career during the hiring process this was something that i struggled with was that if i wasn't sure i would just start talking and then hopefully I'd stumble my way towards the right answer or I'd just stumble around and interview would be over. Uh, but that's a thing that you have to work at uh, of getting comfortable not knowing and saying, I don't know. And that's where often just good people can tend to bloviate because they feel trapped. They feel stuck and, Oh, I've got to have an answer. So let me just like start the process and hopefully something good happens. Yep. One good thing is the leaders out there, new leaders, or even seasoned leaders, is go last. A good pattern, even independent of you being a bloviator or not, I am. But one of the ways I handle that uh, is to just go last. To tee up a discussion and, and then really encourage everyone to weigh in. And then when I do weigh in, it's based on all of the good data and the good discussion so clearly, I, you know, there's not a lot of runway I have. It's really amplifying or extending the good ideas or gluing them together in some way. So it, one quick trick is just to go last and invite, and your team will appreciate that too. Right? It's just, it's giving them an opportunity to shine uh, and, and for you to see who is shining, right? And to grow your team. Yeah. A, as I think about common bloviation examples of positive intent versions it's often pressures cranked up so somebody's presenting to the executives or or there's a board meeting or something like that and it's not a comfortable spot it's not a comfortable thing that you've done and the amount of coaching that i've given to people is just like just say less yeah you know just 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 go in trying to minimize the words and that attempt to minimize the words actually is the right amount and Again, it's that like, hey, I'm really trying to prove yep. uh, that we're on it, that we know what we're doing, and and more words doesn't do that. You know, saying there's times where repeating your point makes sense to really drive it home, but every time saying the same thing three three times, it's just like, okay, cool, we got it. Let's move on. That's a great point. Like nerves, Josh. Right? Yeah. Nerves and pressure is is a common driver for it uh and in that every metacasters in that case it's really is lean into you know be aware be self-aware and just lean into short lean into sweet uh the other thing there another another trick is to say less but then are there any questions so what so what you're doing is you're you're deferring bloviation and you don't have to bloviate in on the q a but you don't have to say everything uh, you can leverage, you know, so go last is, is a good strategy and then go short and allow time for Q and a, and then you can follow on into the details based on what folks need, where they need the details. Hey everyone. I, 
I have a new service or a new offering uh, that I just kicked off. I just announced it uh, like a week ago. Uh, I've wrote a book two years ago called Extraordinarily Badass Agile Coaching, uh, contributed to something called the Agile Coaching Growth Wheel. So I'm really passionate about Agile Coaching and how to do it in a well-rounded fashion, how to do it really intelli- you know, sort of intentionally. And there's a lot of bad coaching. Uh, we had an, a Metacast episode uh, maybe a month or so ago that talked about basically bad agile coaching. And I wanted to do something about it instead of just grousing about it. So I created this masterclass. It's an in-depth masterclass. It meets uh, just two hours a week for 15 weeks. Uh, And then there's some after-class activity. So it's about a four or five hour investment per week, uh, but only two hours of fixed time. And uh, I'm really excited about it. We already have eight people signed up. there's going to be in-class work. There's going to be practice, a lot of practice, uh, a lot of feedback, a lot of coaching feedback. Uh, I am really hoping to make a difference in the world of agile coaching. And this is this is our inaugural, you know, it's a beta class. I'm going to be teaching it with Peter Fischbach, who's a coach out of Germany. And so uh, if you're interested, email me, bob at rgalen.com, and I'd love to share it with you more. Where else do you want to go, Josh, on this one? Do you, do you feel good about it? I don't want to blow you out on the topic. I say I'd say call people out on it though. Like, I'm I'm now going back to leaders on leaders. I, I think do them a, f- a favor. This is, I, now I'm uh, I'm sort of channeling Kim Scott. Hmm. You know, radical candor is you know if someone has a problem, um, she she has a she has a, a famous story that she tells that she said um she worked for Google, hmm. really senior leader. She said um a lot. Um, uh, and, uh, Cheryl Sand- Sandberg, uh, who's, who was her boss, pulled her aside and said, you say I'm a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she didn't really receive that feedback very well, et cetera. But that's a, that's an anchor story for her, uh, of, of taking, of taking that feedback. Um, uh, gosh, where was I going with this? Shit. I just lost my train of thought. Ah, uh, Josh, I, I lost I, it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm totally on board with, you have to, again, as a leader, it's your responsibility to help people. Oh, see that's the where yeah. they can't see, right? Yeah. It, it's you don't know that everybody has those filler words. And over the history of the Metacast, I've worked hard to identify them and get better at not allowing those filler words to creep into what you're hearing right now. It still happens. I still catch myself and I get frustrated. But the only way I knew that was I started to edit and I started to see all of them. So it's a it's a pattern of you don't know you're doing it, but you so, have to have yeah. something, somebody say, hey, you have this issue. And if you don't, what kind of leader, what kind of coach are you if you just like let it be? Exactly. So so give people the feedback. Uh, and even if it's BS, so there's, there's two sides. Again, but if they're bloviating, give them that feedback and be kind. If they're bloviating BS... Uh, let's say it's well-intentioned, but it's, but it's coming off like you have no clue if you're thinking it. And then everyone in the room is thinking it, they have, not only are they wordy, but they don't have a freaking clue. It's bullshit. You owe them that conversation, at least give it, they they may not, it may not halt them, but give them that kind of, that, that gift of that feedback, uh, and, and reduce it organizationally because it does, it does erode, it does erode confidence in the organization. It, It erodes understanding and clarity it, like bloviation i i've attended all hands meetings josh i don't know if you have where i was there for an hour and i walked away and i'm like what the hell did they just say yeah 
I, and, and and I'm not being a jerk. I like I wanted to I wanted to understand what they said and what it meant to me, so I could take action to support the strategy. But I didn't understand what it was, uh, and so we want to really eradicate that as much as we can. We want to be self aware of it. We want to not do it to those around us as leaders, and we want to help the leaders around us to sort of minimize that. Yeah, there's a uncomfortable amount of an awareness deficiency around BS detection. Yeah. A lot of people are really good at detecting BS and the number of folks that believe they can BS their way out of a situation is the higher than I would prefer, at least in the career path that I've had. And it's transparent. Everybody knows and you're not really fooling anybody except maybe yourself. You're yeah. fooling yourself. You think that um, others are believing the BS that you're spewing when in reality, everybody can see right through it. So that goes back to Bob's point of a good friend, a good peer, a good leader is going to say like, listen, you're saying this, but like there's no there's nothing to back it up and, and, yeah. and um, you're actually hurting yourself and yeah. helping someone understand the damage that's being done, I think is going to be your best path in having that discussion rather than just like, dude, you're, you're, you're spewing BS and it's annoying. It's like, okay, you're doing this thing and here's the ramifications of what's happening. And I'm worried that you're just going to continue to paint this portrait of yourself that no one believes and at that point how's the rest of the organization going to work with you if they can't respect the fact that exactly. they feel like they're being lied to? This is one of the most important parts of this episode, I'm feeling, Josh, is is this notion. I want to amplify, I guess, is what Josh said. In in technology, uh, I'm not putting us up on a pedestal, but, but developers, technology folks, IT folks, they're smart. They can, they, so everyone has a good BS <laughs> meter, uh, technology folks have an ultra sensitive BS meter, uh, and you do not want to activate that. So it's 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 pretty destructive. It undermines your integrity, it, you know, and their faith in you. So just just stay away from it and be open minded to like give that feedback and get that feedback. Yep. Okay. Are we good, Josh. What do you think? I I feel I feel pretty good. Again, I don't want to bloviate on bloviation. Well, I do. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers <laughs> brought forth on this continent. A new technical AI driven. In a, mm. I'm bloviated, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, and beautiful downtown Fuquay Arena, North Carolina. I'm Bob Galen, and I'm Josh Anderson. You all shake, bloviate, yeah. and bake. <laughs> Take care, y'all.